This is a production of the AJ Podcast Network. Oh, man, it's been a while. It's been a while. AJ here. We are no longer, as you probably see on the uh, website, you see the Facebook page. I haven't updated the Instagram, but we have a new name of the show. I'm still here. So, uh, you know, if you were hoping that anything changed on that, nope, I'm still here. But you're still listening to my podcast. I do appreciate it. The name of the podcast. Let's go into that. Linktree.com. Oh, that is our website. I'm already one step ahead. (laughs) But uh, it's called the Sticky Note Podcast. And I'll go in momentarily what exactly, how I came up with the name, why I came up with that name. So... Yep, the Sticky Note Podcast, starring AJ, me. So we're going to still have Hurricane on the show. We'll still have Bax make his appearances, and even Amory every so often. But I am going to bring on some guest hosts periodically. Um, as you probably have noticed, it, just give it some time, but we have a new cover art on the podcast with uh, my uh, lovely mugshot, my little uh, sharp-looking haircut with a microphone shoved in my freaking face. Yep, that's me. We actually had a, uh, a good friend of mine I got to uh, get to know uh, recently, and she's actually on Q105 in Tampa Bay. She's uh, known as the Wacky Jackie. She's uh, appeared on the MJ Morning Show a number of times throughout the month, and I uh, became friends with her uh, because uh, I'm actually one of the admins of a Facebook group for the MJ Morning Show. So I'm giving MJ another plug here, so... God forbid he doesn't do that for my show. But anyways, that's different, different story. But <laughs> so uh, we'll go have Wacky Jackie on. She's dying to come on to the show. Hurricane will be uh, actively involved with the podcast. But, uh, you know, we've been doing this podcast since, oh, geez, since COVID started. March of 2020. As everybody, if anybody was listening from day one, we, we start out with the non-professional microphones, the studio soundboard. We were just using <laughs> Audacity with, uh, you know, make-believe uh, cheap-ass microphones. Now we got the studio quality, uh, everything. So we definitely progressed in the, the last several years. And we've been on plenty of platforms, iHeartRadio. We've been on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. That is actually the most common place where everybody listens to that's where majority majority of my ratings come from is apple so you know if you uh, do like our show you know please you know give us a five-star review and uh give us some feedback you know i'm always uh always up for a uh, good or bad feedback you know or suggestions we even have a studio line our studio line is area code 727-459-3074 once again 727 727- Four five nine three zero seven four. No, it is not my cell phone. Okay, <laughs> so if you want to leave a voicemail message or a text message, we'll even possibly even use it on the air, or for a voicemail message, it will you know be on the air as well. So just keep in mind if you leave a message, you know we are subject to uh, being part of the uh, Sticky Note podcast. How I came about coming up with our name of our podcast was. When I put the show together and, you know, I do a lot of, uh, you know, online reading into my downtime and just, I find interesting topics to talk about and grant you, I have a ton of topics that I haven't even gotten to that my list is so long. It's like sticking little, little sticking notes to the wall and I'm just going to randomly pick a topic. We may talk about it for five minutes. 
Well, you may even talk about it for the whole entire show. There's no limits. So, uh, you know, this show is, you know, if you like a particular topic, great. If you don't like a topic, then you listen to the next episode. It's, it's that easy. So I hope you stick around for every topic because it's pretty interesting stuff we'll talk about. So just coming up with different ideas, just jotting it down. And I'm just going to randomly pick something and just start talking about it. Because you know what? We try doing the agenda. We try doing a script. We try doing all that stuff. But it just seems like it's more natural just to go with the flow with the podcast and just let things let be. Our website is linktree.com forward slash sticky note AJ. It's S-T-I-C-K-Y-N-O-T-E-A-J. And our phone number, 727-459-3074. If you still have the old page bookmarked, you know, go ahead. You can still use it. It still it leads you to the same thing. So let's give some time for the, the uh, thumbnail to update on all platforms. I think when I get this podcast uploaded, I think everything else should catch up. But eventually the new cover art will be uh, coming up on, the, uh, on your iPod or whatever device you listen on. So... But uh, we got a, a pretty good show today. There's a few things I want to talk about. Uh, you know, we haven't recorded anything since December. So a lot of things have gone on. But I definitely want to talk about, uh, you know, my trip to New York. And yes, I was part of that Southwest Airlines tobacco. Well, that was interesting. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go into that a little bit later on. And uh, Hurricane is in the house tonight. He's not saying very much right now because he just wanted me to talk. He's just looking at me. Just like, okay, you're going to let me, or should I go home? No, Hurricane's here. Hurricane, what is going on, man? How you doing? Well, this feels like a birth. It really does. <laughs> this is like, you know, me watching you push a baby out of the, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're, you're starting all over, and, and I like it. You're reinventing yourself as well as your podcast. So this is a, a big thumbs up on that. Not that it needed it, but I, every once in a while you gotta, you know, you gotta pump the brakes and uh, do a U-turn and start all over again. Absolutely, you gotta start all over again. Speaking of giving birth, Hurricane's wearing a hat across the way from me. It says "Porn Star." Okay, so <laughs> what is the story behind "Porn Star"? I mean. I've seen it around before. I know we're just getting off topic here, but it's, I'm looking at it. We're quickly getting off topic yes, here. Yes, we are. We just gave birth to a show, and now you're going to talk about porn stars. Well, it's just giving birth and porn. I mean, you know, I, uh, it just I was, happens. I was sponsored by Porn Star. <laughs> Seriously. Did you start? I've got uh, many yep. different hats from them. They, they supported me, and they, yeah, I had them as a sponsor for one hot minute, should I say? <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to call that out there to the porn star because I got the sound effect. I just, well, it's not excuse. like I'm a real porn star. I know. Did, just, you do you know your, did you start your only, only fans page? No, I didn't start an only fans Come on. page. We talked about that a few times on the show. Well, what about I'm going to whip my dick out? Been, oh, <laughs> oh, can I say that? Wait a minute. It's a new show. It's a new show. Oh, Enjoy it. I mean, hey, if you no. don't like it, change the channel. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, well good. Man, it's been a crazy first five months of this year for me, and I'm sure with you. And uh, the last time we recorded was uh, right before Christmas, and uh, we took a family vacation. And yes, I was part of the Southwest Airlines tobacco. What, what, what was that? I, I missed that. Oh, man. I was wrapped up in my porn star stuff. Yes, you were. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah, Hurricane's all tied up with the porn star stuff. No, I mean, on, the, on a serious note, so we flew up to New York for Christmas 
Christmas Eve, we flew up to New York because we were supposed to go last summer, but plans changed. Whoa, 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 whoa. hold on here. What? Who does that? Who goes Christmas Eve? Who would fly out on Christmas Eve? And it was just the way our schedule was, and I'm too cheap to spend more money for the airline ticket, so it was cheaper so to fly out on Christmas me, Eve. You're telling me that you packed up the family, yes. you jumped on a plane on Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve. Bright and early. We were out of the house like 5 o'clock in the morning. The car service picked us up and took us to the airport. And you arrived at your location at what time? <laughs> I was supposed to be in Long Island by uh, 11.30 in the morning, but... Yeah. So, I'll, so I'll, where were you all this time? So the car service picked us up. No problem. We got to the airport within 25 minutes, whatever, how long it takes. Dropped us off. Soon as I walked in the airport, it was like a little bit of a ghost town where I was. And before you know it, I must have, I ran into like 5 billion people over by the Southwest Airlines ticket Now you counter. counted them. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was quite a lot. It was okay, quite okay, a lot. Right. But, you know, okay. So you're exaggerating. Yes, I'm exaggerating. Okay, okay. Just, just to be clear. Yes, just because, you're, you know, five billion in an airport, that's a lot. That's a lot. Okay. I think Tampa International has seen five billion over the course of its lifetime. That's like but. a free for all. It's like <laughs> it's the last plane. Everybody's going to fight for it. Five uh, billion. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So we get online to check our bags. And of course, I went on the wrong line. Not a big deal. And I, go, I checked ourselves in on those little computer things, you know, to print out the uh, tags and all that stuff and drop the bags off. Great. No problem. Flight was on time. We end up going to the airside, whatever, A, whatever it was. And we were like boarding past people, A. So it was really uh, good. And we stood online for about 35 minutes at the Starbucks because everybody wanted coffee and whatever else crap that's airport Starbucks sells. That's neither here or there. Overpriced, by the way. Overpriced. It's, it's, they, double, they charge you. They charge you double. Yeah, uh, it's 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 too expensive. I I mean, what a cup of coffee, six bucks. My son yeah. wanted the frappuccino. It was like almost seven bucks for like the medium size. What is that grande? Is that okay, the let's proper stop word? For a second, okay, uh, all these coffees. I'm going to go off here on a tangent, <laughs> if I may. Frappuccino, cappuccino, all these different names. It's just coffee with just yeah, a little extra. I know. I That's know. It. I'm a Dunkin' Donuts fan, but. We did, there was no Dunkin' in the air. Oh, I got to get me a Frappuccino. Absolutely, I am Frappuccino. What's a Frappuccino? Tell me, what makes it a Frappuccino? I don't know. It's the price and the style. Probably I don't know. So. The yeah. style? I don't know. They they coffee, make coffee. They make coffee. it pretty. They put the little whipped cream on there with the jizzle and whatever crap they put on it. Yeah, that's. Hey. Yeah, you know what? Give me Wawa's any day. <laughs> take me to Wawa's. I'm a Dunkin' fan, sorry. so I, I know. But you know, and this is the thing about it is I do. I too travel and I fly out of Tampa International Airport and I get there rather early. And when the time comes, I'm waiting to get out my go on my gate, you know, to get on board my plane rather. Um, it I get there early and then I'm like, okay, I need something to eat, something to drink, you know, because I know it's going to be a long flight, right? Whatever. And then you know, you look around. What do you? What options do you have? You don't have many. You do have one if you're leaving first thing in the morning. I think that uh, I forget what side air side it is. I usually do Southwest. Okay. Um, and Delta. Okay. Okay. Um, but I, I remember we just recently went to Ohio, no, not Ohio, um, Colorado. You're a little muffled. <laughs> Why am I muffled? Yeah, no, you are muffled, but you're good. Yes, I sound better now. You sound much better. Okay, well, we're, we're still working out the kinks in this place broadcast. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I just want to let you know. Um, but yeah, I just recently flew to Colorado and we left early. Of course, there's a time change, so we're landing and so forth, blah, blah, blah. But before we got on the plane in Tampa, my kid wants something to eat, something to drink. So the only thing open is Starbucks. 
Mm-hmm. Of course. Naturally. Yeah. It's a coffee place. Of course. And they charge you an arm and a leg. Of course, I think there's a markup because you're trapped in the airport. Yes, you have no choice. So you have no choice to purchase from them. But nevertheless, you know, it's like Starbucks is so... <sighs> my wife loves it. Okay. That's the first thing. Okay. And her entire family loves Starbucks, but me, I can't get behind it. Give me Wawa's any day. Yep. That's fine. But I mean, it's like, and it's what, uh, let's see my last time I bought something from, uh, Wawa's coffee. I think it was one eighty nine. dollars oh, Meanwhile, yeah. you're paying like $7 for, <laughs> yeah. you know, for the label <laughs> of, uh, Starbucks. Don't forget. They want the tip. Of course, a tip. (laughs) tip. I got a tip for him. (laughs) I got a tip for him. That's another thing I'm going to talk about on the podcast later on today. But let me get back to the start of the the flight. So we blow our flight. No problem. We we take off on time. It was early morning. The sun was coming up. Great. We were headed out to Baltimore. We landed in Baltimore. And uh, the flight crew was following us to to our airport, Islip, Long Island Airport. And it was the same flight crew out of Tampa. They were switching as well. And we were all walking together. And the flight attendant took a liking to my daughter and all that stuff. But neither here or there. So if anybody been to Baltimore before, it's not like laid out like Tampa. Tampa is like, all right, airside A is like Southwest Airlines. Airside B is like Delta and American, whatever the, the layout is. So you're not like running from gate to gate from one side of the airport to the other. So Baltimore, we get to there. It was freezing ass cold that morning. And I heard that Florida was pretty chilly too. And we uh, landed, get off the plane, no problem. They said, well, you got to go to like gate B, some B30, whatever it was. We came in the airside A. So we had to make a run for it because the flight was, uh, was, was going to start the board. So we make a run for it. I get in line to board and the signs were not being updated. I'm saying to myself, well, why the hell is the sign? You know, the TV said was correct, but the sign at the gate itself said another city. So I was like, well, I'm going to listen to what the TV says because that's where I'm headed to. So I get to the, uh, the, the front of the line. They scan my boarding pass and they're like, oh, sorry, sir, this flight's, not, this flight's going to you know, Buffalo or wherever the hell it was going. I was like, well, what happened to the Islip's flight? Oh, we changed it. I said, it's coming in right after this, uh, you know, plane boards and pulls out. I was like, okay, great. So maybe, you know, half hour, 45 minutes, not a problem. So I sit down. My wife is getting pissed at me because <laughs> we've ran from one side of the airport. All right, not a problem. Half hour went by. The, uh, the, the plane left, and they make an announcement that we had to run to airside C to bring the, that's where they're putting the. Whoa, 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 uh, whoa, yeah. whoa hold on. Pump the brakes for a second. They actually told you that you need to run. Yes. To airside C. Because, yes, that flight was, our plane was there. Which, which Okay, was, yeah. so you have to run. You, your wife, your kids, run. Or work fast. No, 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 no. Was it other people? Or oh, just yeah. You? No, it was the whole entire flight. So it was like on your mark, get set, exactly. go, and everybody's sprinting. Yeah. Running to the airside what? It was like airside C. Airside C. So they yeah. raced to it. So if you... Did not get there in time, you would not make the flight. Uh, I guess so. I don't know. It sort of like reminded me of uh, Home Alone. Everybody running to the airport okay. and Home Alone. That's yep. what it felt like. Somebody got left behind. Yes. You know, so what? You had to fend for yourself in New York City for <laughs> what? Two weeks? Two weeks at a time or something like that. But the, Kevin! Fl- the, the flight crew was with us. So I, as long as we were with the flight crew, they weren't going to take, take oh, off, yeah. you know, the flight well, attendants. You, you know what? It really sucked. They let that flight crew on and not you. 
You know, they, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who are these slackers running with us? We don't know who these people are. You know, they're not on our plane. Yeah, they're not on the plane. So we get to the gate, airside C, and it was empty. Nothing. No plane there. I was like, what the hell? Where's this plane? Now, keep in mind, this flight that was supposed to be at airside C was going back to West Palm. So I'm saying, well, where's the uh, flight going to Islip? Oh, it's coming in next after West Palm. It's like, you made us run across the airport for nothing. This is when, before we knew Southwest was having their meltdown. So we're sitting there and I was talking to a guy. Uh, he was uh, from New York and we started BSing together. And then uh, the flight crew, this is part of the story. The flight crew that was coming from Tampa, they did a little chitter chatter. This, yeah, they're moving us again. You know, this time we're going back to airside B or something on the other side of the airport. So we all had to go briskly walk fast. I'll use my terminology better. Hold on, hold on here. Now you're briskly walking fast. fast. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> yes. you went from a sprint to brisk walking yes. briskly. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm there with you. Okay. So we make our way all the way. Sounds over like you're to, losing some weight. Seriously. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, absolutely. You know, we probably lost about five pounds. So we finally get to the proper airside B, whatever it was. You know, it was it was like it was like a freaking ping pong, bing bing bing. You know, all over. So we finally get there. The get plane is there, no problem. We everybody boarded. You know how Southwest Airlines has open seating. I was actually the very front row. I was happy, front row, window seat. Uh, my wife and daughter were in the back. My son sat where he wanted to sit because he loves airplanes. So it was like not a problem. You know, I, it was a couple rows behind me, not a big deal. So they get everybody loaded up. Bags got, got supposedly got loaded up. Supposedly is key word. Supposedly, and next thing you know, the door closed. They're ready to push back. You know that tug thing, that push back bus, yeah. you know, whatever it's called, the tug. Yeah. It was so freaking cold in Baltimore. It was like 10 degrees out. They couldn't get the engine started because it ran out of diesel. Okay? They couldn't get it started. So what did they ask you guys to go out and push? What was the next yeah, well, step? Yeah, well, they had to sit there for two and a half hours oh. because they couldn't get this pusher thingy started because it ran out of diesel. Well, hold on here. So, you, but you're still, all right. So you know how the the um, so you know that the the what is it they call they they seal the door the jetway the jetway okay. okay all right here we go so you know the jetway when they seal the door they locked you guys in yes and then they started to move no or tried to move we we were supposed to leave the door was shut closed a little red tape was around the window you know like you know the, okay whatever yeah, they sealed it off they sealed they it sealed, off yeah. that is it we end up they couldn't get the little tug. To push us out. So why wouldn't they take you back into the airport? I do not know why. I do not know why. They I think I know why because they counted all heads going in to begin with. Probably. So I mean, there's got to be a reason. Yeah. I mean, when you sit on the tarmac for a while, I'm sure they're doing, okay, let's count how many people are on the plane. You know, if there's somebody missing, blah, blah, blah. And then, not, or let's, um, hey, let's uh, maybe serve them some refreshments. We're going to be here for a while. Yep. How about some overpaid, you know, overpriced Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, it's, it blows my mind that, you know, that you sat there for how long? Two and a half hours. But they kept on saying, oh, it's got the mechanics coming, mechanics coming, and nothing ever happened. I, I personally think they don't run, didn't run out of diesel. They, they actually, the diesel truck finally showed up, but I think it was for show. 
Okay. All right. I think there was because they were doing their meltdowns when their computers and everything. I don't think they want to let the public know. You know, just if yet. I were you, I would have got up and kicked the door. Hey, I want off. I'm going to go help them yeah. fuel this thing. I was going to get out there and push just it myself. The, you just put that big old crazy <laughs> arm up and then unseal the door. Yeah. Yes. It's cold as shit out here, uh, but yeah, I'm going to help them get this thing going. <laughs> yep. And I don't get it. There was another tug on just sitting there, not connected. It's like, can't you like somehow disconnect the current tug? I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not in the airline business, so I don't know how it works. Yeah. So they, uh, they kept on saying 10 minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it was. They're still working for the mechanic. Bottom line, two and a half hours later, before they uh, pushed us off, they, you knew they were like, okay, we're serving beverages at this point. They serve the soda and water. Okay. Already they're serving. Wait, so what? Okay. Because we're sitting in the freaking airplane, not going anywhere. Well, that, that that makes no sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't because now you're trapped on a plane. Right. Got nowhere to go. Right. You know, the, the, the urinals are fresh right now. Nobody's used them. Yeah. Now you're going to feed liquid to your <laughs> guests. And then all of a sudden, and we're still going to sit here for a while. Yep. Everybody's got to form a line to go pee. Yeah. Fortunately, not a lot of people would go pee, but. Okay, okay, then two. Two, <laughs> whatever it was. Yeah, one and two. That's all you got. There's the only choices you got at this point, you know, unless yeah. you got somebody that's bulimic, you know, but other than that. Yes. So they uh, they, they fed us, a, gave us a drink, whatever you want, coffee, water, whatever at this point. At this point, I'm saying to myself, we're going to be here for a while. If they're going to do drink services, they can't move that plane until everything's put away. So I said, you know what? This is at least another half hour at this point. Fast forward two and a half hours later, we finally, they finally got the tug started. They pushed us out onto the tarmac. At this point, I'm already supposed to be in Long Island at this point. We're supposed to be in Long Island at like 1130 or something like that. At this point, it's like, what, 2.30, 3 o'clock-ish or so at this point. We finally flew up there. It was only an hour flight. We landed. Uh, my kids and my wife had to use the restroom. And I was like, all right, guys, just take it easy. This is the airport where I grew up from. I was showing them around. It was like, you know, bring, walking down memory lane. So we go downstairs to the, uh, the check bag area to uh, get our bags. And the carousel was going the time we got down there because we didn't make a mad rush down there. And I'm like, okay, well, the carousel shut off. I was like, what the hell is going on here? So I asked the, uh, the, uh, the guy, I was like, the Baltimore flight, did they come in? You know, is it the, these bags there? Oh, and I was supposed to be on that belt, in which the computer said it was supposed to be on belt number two, but belt three was running around, but people from my flight were pulling bags off that belt three. So nothing was going correctly at this point. So obviously they were already having major computer problems, not officially told everybody, but at this point, no bags. The belt shuts down. At this point, I'm getting pissed because now it's Christmas Eve. It's 3.30, almost four o'clock in the afternoon at this point, no bags. We have to be in New York City for a hotel because we end up uh, booking a hotel over by the World Trade Center. And the reason why I flew into Islip is because I wanted to uh, see a few things. I wanted to get some New York bagels, you know, make a half day in Long Island in the Ronkonkoma area, just where I grew up, just to uh, do the tour. Well, that got canceled. <laughs> so we, uh, we, we end up going on to the baggage line, you know, the, the you know, lost baggage line. Okay. We were on there for about, I want to say a good 35 minutes because there was a whole stream of people in front of us. So I was finally my turn. I was respectful. I was, ha you know, I was annoyed, but I was respectful because it's not going to get me anywhere. And uh, she says, yeah, your bags are still in Baltimore. So, well, what the hell? How did, oh, yeah. Wait a minute here. The bags were so, still so in Baltimore. Right, so let's recap here. Right. Let's recap here. Okay. You ran from one gate to another. 
Right. Okay. Which was the one gate you got to was empty. Mm-hmm. And then you had to sprint to another gate. Yep. So we did three gate changes. So in now Baltimore. I know why you don't have your luggage. Yes. Because they had no idea what plane I was supposed to be on. Exactly. So your luggage went somewhere else. Did they eventually get it to you? So, no. So this is Christmas Eve. Okay. They said your bags could possibly come tonight overnight, Christmas Eve into Christmas morning. And I said to her, I says, we're staying in Manhattan. How are we going to get our bags? Do you guys going to deliver it from Islip to Manhattan, which is roughly around 65 miles away? He says, no, we will have to FedEx you the bags. I'm saying to myself, it's Christmas Eve, Saturday. So obviously FedEx is not around. Christmas Day is Sunday. They're, they don't operate anyways. Monday is the earliest if they relocate the bags and send this overnight bags from Islip to the hotel to receive on Tuesday. And we were going home Wednesday. So at this point, I'm getting angry because all of our stuff was in the bags, including, you know, warm clothes, pajamas, you know, socks, everything that went along with it. And we, uh, and I said to her, I says, well, what are we going to do for clothes? We got nothing here. Well, you can go uh, buy stuff. I was like, on Christmas Eve? <laughs> you know, I mean, Christmas Eve, everybody closes so early. So we uh, left the, uh, we got our claim check and all that stuff. And uh, we went to a diner and you know, we had to get something to eat. I was getting a massive headache and all that stuff. And I'm like, at this point, I was like, that's it. I'm done. I want to go home at this point. I didn't want to be on this trip because, you know, it, the bags were gone. So I said to my wife, this is, you know what? I don't want to go into the city and for them to FedEx the bags on Monday and receive it on Tuesday and we go home Wednesday. That's just kind of stupid. So my wife uh, ended up Googling, uh, you know, like open stores in the area. There was a Target in Save Long Island, if anybody knows where that is. And uh, it was Christmas Eve, and it was closing at 8 o'clock. At this point, it was 5.30, almost 6 o'clock. So we quickly ate dinner, and we ended up taking an Uber to Target. But I decided, let's just stay the night in Long Island because our bags come in overnight, Christmas Eve into Christmas Day, and just forfeit our hotel in Manhattan because at this point, we had nothing. So my wife ended up uh, going to Target. I ended up checking into a hotel in Hopog, which is not too far away from the uh, airport. And uh, I checked in. I laid down. I got uh, my son and my daughter taken care of. My wife is uh, out there shopping, you know, getting just two days worth of stuff because of Christmas Eve, nighttime clothes, and Christmas Day. We need a bunch of stuff, including shoes. So uh, everything, everything. So we, uh, sh- she was shopping, and uh, she was having t- the Target associates help her out and all that good stuff. They were really great over there at Target. And for some reason, <laughs> she gets to the checkout. And I said to myself, oh, my God, she's going to put this on the credit card. And since we're traveling, we always have a problem when they make a big purchase. The credit card company has like a fraud alert, yep. and it locked my credit card. That is correct. So... I tried intercepting it before my wife got online. I called the visa and I was like, listen, we're traveling. We're going to make a big purchase very shortly. Okay, no problem. You know, whatever they did in the computer or whatever it was. I get a call at 755. The credit card is not working. And this is the only credit card my wife had oh, on her. Oh, wow. Yeah. So at this point, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, it's Christmas Eve. They suspended the order. They closed basically in five minutes. And we need a credit card. It's not like, hey, can I, I, I had another credit card. Can I at least verbally give you the number? They don't do that. So, what is this, your first day on the radio here? What the hell? It's not mine. Oh, jeez. Gotta love it. Oh, it's my lovely daughter's iPad. How about that? Freaking kid. First time on the job? <laughs> yeah, no, geez, I'm going to shut that. S- no, 
Jeez. So the credit card company texted me and I was like, you have a charge for whatever it was. It was a couple thousand, under a little over a thousand. It was like 1200 bucks. Bottom line, I hit yes on my text message and it did go through, thank goodness. So my wife took an Uber with all these uh, large bags in the shopping cart, took an Uber back to the hotel. Wow. I sent the kids downstairs, helped her load the elevator to the where we were staying that night and we unpacked and we just went to bed. It was like such a stressful day. So was it like a, a home alone Kevin situation for Christmas morning, <laughs> except for uh, yeah, except for uh, it was luggage. Is not, you're, not you're in a hotel in the hotel, and they brought you your luggage to the hotel, <laughs> and that was their Christmas gift yes, to you, basically. Wow. <laughs> so fast forward the next morning, guess what? The bags never made it overnight. <laughs> oh, you never made it. Meanwhile, we lost out in the hotel in New York City, and we ended up staying on Long Island. Anyways, you're I still wearing the same clothes. No, no, we we're, my, my wife went oh, okay. shopping, so we changed. Okay. okay. We had right. to even buy a new suitcase because we had nothing to put the stuff in. Gotcha. Gotcha. So uh, we, we, <laughs> we went out to breakfast. I called their uh, hotline. They said, nope, the, the bags are still in Baltimore. I was like, what the hell? So I, we, we, we got a bite to eat and we caught a train into the city. Time we got into the city was around one o'clock in the afternoon. I said, you know what? Let me call the airline again. Guess what? The bags came into the airport. So, At this point. So where do you get the bags? Who, who picked up the bags? So I said to them. Do not remove those bags. Keep those bags at the airport. I'm going to take the train from uh, World Trade Center to Penn Station, Penn Station out to Ronkonkoma. It was a uh, good two-hour train ride from the subways to Penn Station, caught the train, took the train out there because the train itself is about 85 minutes along. So, but we took an Uber from the train station to the airport. The next train was one hour later, so it was enough time to turn around and come back and catch the returning train back into the city. This is Christmas Day, keep in mind. So we, uh, speaking of, we were talking about ex how expensive airports are. <laughs> Uber is only about a mile and a half drive from the train station to the airport. From the train station to the airport was around uh, $13, $14. To return from the airport back to the train station, 10 minutes later, $36. Of course. They of really, course. they rape you. They do. Yeah, they, well, well if anything coming. When I lived in Texas, okay, and I left out a DFW, mm -hmm. um, Dallas Fort Worth, um, I remember I originally, okay, so when when my family and I moved to Texas, should I say, I drove our Honda. We knew we were going to stay there in Texas. Right. So I drove to Texas in a Honda on the Civic, which, you know, it was a great car. <laughs> Okay. The one the broken window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, and that was my wife's car. So, you know, I had the Tahoe, blah, blah, blah. Anyhow. So I made that, um, I made that run in the, then left, uh, I made that run in the civic and, um, and I left it there. So when I went back home, you know, I flew back and I left out of DFW and it's a great airport. And but I took an Uber ride there, and it's very expensive to travel. Mm -hmm. If you're going to the airport, they get you when you go to the airport. Yep. You know because you have either one or two things could happen. You could refuse to pay it, walk past the security line, <laughs> yeah. and said, "See, a deuces, I'm out," and you never pay them. But yet they have your card and your information; they can charge you. Yeah. Okay. But regardless, you know they get you when you go to the airport. Yeah, they sure do. And when the time for you to leave or, or you want to get an Uber out, there's tons of them. Tons of them. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? They'll take you where you want to go, but you got to ask for the price up front. What is this going to cost me? 
Well, you the know. Uber tells you right in the app, it's the surcharges for the airport. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So in as an Uber driver, I'm sure you get taxed or not it's necessarily tax. You will, you have to be uh, a certain rating in some, um, some airports oh, really? to where you can get an Uber or, um, uh, I, sometimes you can jump on like maybe a cargo, well, not a cargo van, but the, <laughs> the traveling vans that yeah. takes you to the airport. Like and also shuttle, the, yeah. yeah. The super shuttles yeah. that take you to the, um, either to and from the airport or to a car rental place. Right. You know, and that's a cheap way of doing it, but still regardless yeah, uh, Uber, you go with Uber, forget it. They're, they're going to mark their prices up yep. and DFW. I know that for a fact. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy expensive. They get you because it's not like you can walk off the ho- ho- uh, the ho- uh, the airport property to like the uh, main road. You can't yeah. do that, you know, especially in Tampa yeah. and Mother. Yeah, but you know, and, and most airports now, New York City, mm-hmm. uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. You know, I'm sure they still all have cabs. Yeah. To get you in and out. But I mean, cabs are now expensive because they try to keep up with the ongoing Uber and yep. Lyft and all that. So they have to have competitive rates yep. in order for them to survive. Right. But uh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. So we end up getting the bags and the bags were there. We caught the uh, Uber back to the train station. My brother, my, my brother, <laughs> my son had his first experience with marijuana. <laughs> What? Yeah, not was him. Was it puff puff pass? Yeah. What was it? it? It was almost like that. We were at the train station, and there was a guy because marijuana is legal in New York. He was rolling a freaking joint in the in the terminal of the train station. What, you, what did you turn to your your son? Hey, little man, you want to hit it? <laughs> yeah, what, I mean, what do you mean, my son. I was I gave him an education on what marijuana smells like. He knows what marijuana smells like now. I mean, I mean, to each his own. If wants to smoke, a contact it. high. Oh, it was it was like horribly. Oh, it, marijuana has that distinct, uh, well, awful smell. How long ago was this? This was during Christmas. This All right, Christmas you, have, you, have you been checking your kid ever since? You, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he could be on the schoolyard. Hey, Want to hit? Want to hit? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Come on. Probably took up some habits over there. But yeah, so no, uh, I kid. I joke. I know. Okay? I know. It's all it's all family fun here. Not. <laughs> so we were uh, we we get on the train. We get back into the Penn Station. Take the subway back down, and we crash. And I watched the Buccaneers game on Sunday Night Football from the hotel room, and I just. That was it. So long story short, Southwest Airlines took care of us. They reimbursed us for all the taxi rides, the train rides, and all of our for, uh, clothing that we bought at Target. It took about a good month and a half, two months to get my money back, but they finally paid me back. Let me ask you this. What is your favorite, your absolute favorite airlines to travel on? I honestly, I like Southwest. I like American that's really I, I, really I love Delta. I've Delta? always been a huge fan of Delta. You're muffled. You're muffled. Yeah, talk is, to Does it sound they, better they, here? Yeah, yeah. It's a directional microphone here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm new at this. <laughs> You're okay? new at the this. first time I ever broadcast. <laughs> Cut me some slack, man. Uh, I'm talking into a muffling part. Yeah, yeah the muffling see, part. It sounds great on this side, but I'm you know I can hear this. <laughs> it sounds great. But no, I go over here. There I you can't, go. That's it's even worse. No, it's messed up. This is better. horrible. It's not horrible. I, I got to get that, what, A420? What I mean, is that? What's that studio microphone that you guys use? Uh, RE20. RE20, yeah. Yes. That, that, yeah that's um, clearly, you're going to cut that part out, all of that, right? Which part? The part where we're, we're going back and forth about this microphone. Oh, yeah. Let's just have fun with it. Whatever. Okay, because <laughs> I can't hear anything here. You can't okay? hear it. It's like, okay, how about this? I can't hear anything. I'm going to cover my eyes so I can't hear or see anything, okay? <laughs> you don't like, need to see me. It's radio. No, what I'm just saying, at the, it's, it's podcast, actually. Okay, uh, So I'm going to close my eyes, 
And I'm gonna, and you know what I'm gonna do? Also, I'm gonna put my fingers in my ears, so I'm gonna be like Helen Keller, okay? And we do this broadcast together. So it's like a hit <laughs> or miss. I don't know when you're talking. I don't know when you're stop talking or anything like that. So I'm just gonna sit like this, okay? Yeah, well, you can still hear me across the room. <laughs> Did you say something? I oh, can't hear Jesus. you. So, are you talking yet? Yeah, I'm talking. We got our money back. We got our money. I'm going to bore our listeners, aren't we? What are you talking about? Are you? Can I talk now? Yeah, you can talk. Are you sure? Yeah, positive. I can't hear you. Uh, you All right. Clown. <laughs> uh, but yeah. That's my Helen Keller. Never mind. That's so wrong. It's so wrong. Yeah, it is. Now, she was blind and deaf, right? And she, I think so. And right. she flew in a plane, right? How does that work? I don't know. Put your seatbelt on. I, I don't know. How do you make that a flight? It was, it was like a, a cross-Atlantic flight? She was blind and deaf. Well, we'll do research for the next episode. Who exactly Helen Keller did? I'm sorry. She was blind and deaf. Oh, blind and deaf. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so we got paid back. So I'm happy. You know what? And Southwest also gave us uh, a flight credit, and they gave us uh, I want to say a hundred thousand air mile points, which turns out to be like three hundred something dollars per person. So. We got another flight coming up. You know, I mean, not nothing on the books, but I, I would, you know. I would cancel it. I really would. I would cancel that flight and drive. Where are you going? No, I'm not going anywhere. I, it's not on the books. I, oh, I, I, but, so, oh, my next oh, so flight, you have it for your next flight. I oh, do. okay. All right. I didn't, I didn't hear that part. Yeah, of course, you don't have your headphones on. Exactly. Exactly. And plus, I'm like Helen <laughs> Keller. You know, I can't see or hear, yes. you know, I, I'm, I don't even know what I'm touching over here, you know, uh, but still. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So um, what else are we talking about here? Are we still talking about Helen Keller? No, we're done. Are you I, sure? I'm going to try to get backs on the line here. I can't see him because I'm still Helen Keller. Oh, I can blind and I can't hear. Are you talking to me now? Yes. I Tap me on the shoulder if that's the case. Uh, the Sticky Note Podcast. You know what? We're going to need to do it. Oh, a- oh, wow. My sight's back. Hey, your oh, kid's you're... in the room here. Is that Adam? He's wearing the- all red. What is, what's up with that? Is he Crips or Bloods? What is he? What are you? He's all red. Wait, you're blushing there, aren't you? You're talking to your girlfriend, aren't you? You no? got a girlfriend? What's her name? Come on. You do have a girlfriend. You're lying to us. Uh, don't make me bring out Helen Keller. Uh, Helen Keller's back. I can't hear or see anything. Uh, who's here? Where am I at? The room is so dark. I can't even hear somebody talking. You got a girlfriend? Yes or no? You're, you're saying no. Let me tell you, this podcast is very important, okay, to your dad. And I'm sharing this with you, okay, because it's very important to him. By you saying that you don't have a girlfriend here, that's going to open it up because this is going to go nationwide and people are going to hear that. So Adam, come clean. Do you have a girlfriend? You do not oh, have a girlfriend. doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. Okay. You got a boyfriend. <laughs> oh, I'm just yeah, I'm messing with you. Uh, uh, all right. That's fine. I'm only messing with you. Now, I'm going to go back to my Helen Keller thing. Okay. I can't hear or see or anything. That's oh. it. All right, we'll uh, take a quick break. You know, the people who, are, who, who advocate for people being deaf uh, and blind, they're going to really honestly rail me for this, okay, just by talking about it, saying that I'm deaf and I'm blind of Helen Keller, you know, flying off in the sunset. Yeah, yeah, probably so. Yeah, it's probably going to be horrible. I mean, he may need to have to cut this all out, you know, <laughs> and then you talk about your girlfriend. So. <laughs> you know what you you got to talk into the microphone what were you just saying you said you're gonna hear me sneeze did you hear me sneeze no i didn't hear you sneeze all right well we'll take a quick break and on the other side of the commercial we'll try to get backs on the line 
A-plus mega overhead doors, Broward County's leading family-owned and operated garage door company. No job is too small from small repairs to new installs. Are you looking to upgrade your garage door to a new Wi-Fi connector opener? Or has your garage door come crashing down because of a broken spring? Are you interested in installing a new hurricane-rated door to protect your biggest investment? Did you know your garage door is the biggest opening of your home? A-plus mega overhead doors can handle it all. Give them a call today. Commercial, residential, 954 965-9988. That's 954-965-9988. Florida Contracts License Number 15GP19589 and 078E137477X. This episode of I Can Relate to That Podcast is brought to you by Partners in Painting. For white glove service in residential, commercial, interior, exterior, your friends at Partners in Painting can handle it all in the Tampa Bay area. Partners in Painting is licensed, bonded, and insured. For your free estimate and color consultation, call 813-928-8131. That's 813-928-8131. Give them a like on Facebook at Partners in Painting, LLC. That's Partners in Painting, LLC. Follow them today and tell them AJ sent you. The Sticky Note Podcast. It's going to be linktree.com forward slash the Sticky Note Podcast. I'm going to have to officially change that website, but more information to follow. If you want to reach us, we have a studio hotline. Area code 727-459-3074. 727-459-3074. Go ahead and send us a text. Even leave a voicemail message and... We'll even play your clip on the air. All right. Um, uh, hold on. Boom. What, are you, what are you doing? Suck. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, no, I was, I was talking to somebody else. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're, you're, I kid, I kid, I kid. You're texting my... Uh, yeah, no, I haven't just, sent you a text message. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. awesome, though. You know, you've got text messaging in here. Uh, yep. See, okay. So let's start from the beginning here. You had a great podcast, and you said, okay, I'm going to start something new. And it's called The Sticky Note, and it's a brand new show, and you're going in which direction with this? What are you trying to do with it? Trying to get listeners. I, I figured that, <laughs> but I do. I, I get that. But there's got to be an ultimate goal at some point. At point. When Howard Stern retires, I'll take over. Oh, yeah, God. sure. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to get backs on the line. He's got an interesting story to tell us about his DoorDash uh, incident that he had. All right. Well, let's get him on the line. He's actually texting me like, hey, I'm here waiting for you. He's uh, working right now. So let's get him on the line. Hello? Bax, welcome. The relaunch of the podcast, the Sticky Note Podcast. Oh, man, we backed at it. We, We changed the name. We changed the name. After a lot of thinking and uh, trying to like come up with different ideas, I don't know. I must have come up with like fifty names or something like that, and I finally uh, decided to stick to this one: the Sticky Note Podcast. Sticky Note Podcast. I like that, bro. Yeah, yeah, because you know 
yeah. put anything on a sticky note. That's exactly what I do. Anything that comes into mind, I put it onto a sticky note. Actually, everything's electronic these days, but I like to call them my sticky notes. But, you know, whatever comes to mind, I put it on down there and then I start talking about the podcast. So, Bax. Yes, sir. I was uh, trolling your Facebook page, or actually it just came up in my feed. Okay. Please, I'm interested. Oh, by the way, Hurricane's here. Hurricane, what's up, brother? <laughs> Not much. How are you, Bax? I forgot it's about okay, Hurricane. Man. I was trolling your Facebook page. Right. What? Tell me just about the backstory of this DoorDash uh, incident. Or, the, or the, you mean it was Uber Eats, right? Uber Eats or DoorDash? Which which one was it? So it was a Uber Eats driver, man, in Pasco County. Um, like Holiday, Newport Richie, you know, it's all right by each other. He right, north to, of Tampa. He, yeah, he went to a his last delivery ever and. Got pulled into the house by an MS-13 driver. I mean, I, he's not a driver, but an MS-13 gang member. And the guy dismembers the man, cuts him up, and brings him out in a trash bag, bro. Crazy. But the crazy thing about it is that I actually was doing Uber Eats in that area at the same time that this happened, bro. So that could have been you. Well, I wouldn't let him pull me in. We would have had a fight. Yeah, I keep some type of, I keep a weapon on me, but it could have been me. It could have been me. It could have been, but, but, but he would have got. I mean, but it wasn't. Yeah, well, I'm glad it wasn't you. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, it's horrible that this guy. I mean, basically, uh, he lost his life because of uh, of of doing Uber Eats and you know trying to make some story you know make a living out of it. Jeez, and I saw your Facebook page and you said I was working that night. That could have been me. Yeah, it could have. It could have. That's crazy, right? His family, you know, devastated. But what, but why do him like that, though, bro? Like, I don't know. What what purpose? What is the purpose? So did they end up catching the guy? I mean, what was the details of it? Do you know the aftermath of it? So I know the details were kind of weird. They say his father ordered him some Uber Eats and, you know, everybody left the house before. Or maybe I think people, some people were in the house or something like that and then brings him in the house. I guess he chops him up. And takes him out in a trash bag, bro. Sort of like a Jeffrey Dahmer type situation. Like, what was this man thinking? Like, I don't know what he was on. I don't know if it was high or something. Like, I don't know what he was on, bro. But that was crazy, bro. I, like, and then the crazy thing about it is I was actually doing um, Uber Eats again, like a couple of days later, right? And then why one of my <laughs> orders was on that street, Moog Road. Oh boy. Bro, I was I was nervous, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is uh hopefully Uber Eats like blacklisted him or something like that. Jeez. Or blacklisted the address. I mean, of course. I mean I don't think nobody's gonna you know <laughs> order there, but I don't know. I don't know they I don't know if they would blacklist the address. I mean, I know he's in jail. You know, I hope his family won't do nothing like that, but Yeah. I would just hope that if anybody get any order towards Moon Road, just make sure you have some type of weapon on you, mace, a knife, a gun, or something like that. You know, July 1st, you know, anybody can carry without a, a, a um, permit. So you don't need a license. You don't need a license to be concealed on, on the 1st of July. So mm, if, you get an order, if you get an order to Moon Road, make sure you sh- you're packing, bro. Wow. You never know. I mean, that could happen anywhere. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to happen in Pasco County, Florida, but it could be anywhere, you know? I mean, New York City, Chicago, or L.A., or anything like that. No, you're right. You're right. You're, you're 100% right. It can yeah. happen everywhere. But, you know, Florida does allow you to carry. We're, we're, we're a little bit more lenient than a lot of places. 
New York City, New York, you really have to have a license, but you can't, you know, because you'll go to jail for five years just for, you know, getting caught with, with a gun without your, your um, permit. Yeah, no, I, I can't imagine going. You know, when I was younger, I used to deliver pizzas, uh, you know, in my early, late, late teens, early 20s, uh, just for extra money and all that stuff. I had a guy approach me. And uh, I was delivering to a house, and the guy approached me, uh, apparently he got out of his car, and was like, give me all your money, now. I was like, ha ha, I started laughing in his face, I thought he was joking. And uh, I saw, started laughing, and he realized, I'm just kidding, man. And I'm saying to myself, you know what, I could really screw this guy over, I could have called the cops and, uh, you know, and, and had this guy arrested. I mean, I could have, I could have done some damage to him. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. What would you have done if, if it was a real situation? I honestly don't know. I never been through that situation, mm-hmm. and I, I never experienced that before. I did one time when I uh, worked for another company. I did a lot of traveling, and I was right. up in Jacksonville. And when I was in Jacksonville, uh, we we went out to dinner that night. It was a whole group of us. We were helping out the uh, the Jacksonville uh, office. And uh, I was sitting in the parking lot waiting for everybody to show up. And next thing you know, it just, it seemed like a different vibe. It felt something like something was not going to go right. Not a big deal. I had never been there before. It was actually a Buffalo Wild Wings. And we finally get inside. We're all having a good time. And uh, and my my coworkers were drinking their beer. I really don't drink too much. We order dinner. And next thing you go, these guys walk in with these like machete type guns. They're big, not handguns, but they're big guns. And they were like, get on the floor now. This place is being robbed. (laughs) And there I was. I get to the floor. Oh. And I spread eagle on the floor, like oh, holy man. shit! Yeah, my 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 uh, boss, my old boss at the time, he was holding a beer. <laughs> he was holding a beer, and uh, he just ducked down. But we left. You know, after that point, uh, they said we've been robbed. Somebody did get hurt with the gun. That no gun was shot, but uh, somebody got like pistol whipped or something like that. And uh, yeah, so you were on the floor this whole time. I was on the floor while this place was getting robbed. <laughs> <laughs> Spread oh eagle. God. I was the only guppers on the floor. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was kind of gross to be on the floor. But either that or get shot, one or the other. So they let everybody so, out the back door. I got in my car. I went to my hotel and I locked the door. Did they take anything from you? Did they take everybody's wallet? No, they didn't. We, we were all the way in the back, way in the back. This really took place in the front. So, but they they shattered the entire restaurant. The music stopped, and uh, yeah, they, they they robbed the cash register or whatever it was. And it's not like now everybody's using uh, credit cards. Every you know people paying cash. This is like two thousand I don't five two thousand six, somewhere in that vicinity. But uh, you know, I, I, I well, I, how much time do you have? No, I talk to you. I'm here, brother. So. Since we're outside the two-year um, confidentiality agreement, right? Do you want to touch on this cognizant uh, lawsuit with the Facebook? I mean, um, so let me interrupt. Uh, so, the folks that don't know exactly what we're talking about here, so uh, we work for a company called Cognizant. They're an IT company based out of India. I think they're their world headquarters. Is that right, India? I believe so. Yeah, and I do have offices all over the country here in the United States. So uh, one of the uh, things that we did at this project was uh, just strictly, it was the only customer that we had was Facebook. And we taught their computers, AI, how to 
basically take down content. So in other words, you know, when people on Facebook, like uh, bullying, for example, you know, you don't like what that person said, so you report it. And uh, it go to went to our office, among other offices. They uh, actually coded it to treat to teach Facebook AI computers how to action it. So, like for example, I put for example uh, uh, those darts. Let, let me let me give you some examples on what yeah. you would see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, and and like I said, I'm the OG on this one because I was actually in the first class. Right. So and and we knew. What I went into it, I was kind of like, okay, what is this? What exactly is, is, is what's, what are we going to be looking at? And, um, when I saw what they were showing, what we would be seeing an example, when I saw that, I I knew I either, I'm going to, I'm going to have nightmares, um, or I'm going to grin and bear it and go through and, and continue with this job. And that was a choice on my part. So I opted to stay with this job. Right. It was working for Facebook. You know, that was, that was great. Yeah. I mean, you're working directly for Facebook. Right. And, and the things that I saw, um, and I could talk about it now because we're out. This is, this whole thing has blown up and, uh, Facebook has resolved the connections with Cognizant. I, I assume, but um dissolved yeah dissolved rather um the i would see stuff like you know wake up in you know in the morning and you see an erection from a guy a naked guy yep you know we had to action and get that off of the platform right um i seen crazy stuff to where um it's sad and disturbing, right? But you know, I see a drug dealer standing on a uh, a drug deal going down. A guy standing on a corner, and people drive by and shoot him dead right there. And you saw that, and we had to say, yes, this does not belong on the platform, or, or no, it's not allowed on the platform. Guy gets up in the morning, takes out his his dick for better word, better words, you know, his penis, uh, and then it's like, yeah, no, we can't have this on the platform. Right. Uh, and then one one thing was, and it was sad. I don't know if I should say it, um, but children. You see a lot of children yeah. there. We'll just rest it as that. Yeah, yeah. I know your kids sitting right here. Can I have him leave the room? No, yeah, he's, he's fine. You sure? Yes, yeah, fine. All right, because you know there was one thing that disturbed me the most. Yes, and we can cut this out of the podcast if you don't want to you know, arid, uh, was the kids that would take out in the woods, like, uh, in some third world country and they put a board on their head and then they would tap a nail through the board, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what they were doing where they was harvesting their bodies for their organs, they would, um, pretty much kill them brain dead. And, um, and they would harvest their organs. And it's sad because they yeah. was doing the kids and stuff like that is what you would see on Facebook. If, Cognizant did not get involved with the group or, and, and first of all, let's stop with this. Facebook knew that this was going on right. and that's what they tried to do. They tried to curb that and they hired a company, which was Cognizant to come in and moderate this content. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Facebook generated it in any way whatsoever. It's the dumbass people that are putting this stuff up Yeah, a lot of that we were p- trying to patrol and take care of. So it didn't make it to the main platform, mm-hmm. you know, that everybody would see. Yeah. But, um, and, and when, when I signed up for it, they told me I had a choice. I either, you know what we're going to do. And you had that option of saying, I don't want to be a part of this. I'm leaving. Right. And, and some people did and some people didn't. I didn't because, you know, I knew I was big enough to, and with what, what I've done in the past, I know that I can handle it. 
Right. And I did. You know, I seen so much stuff and I didn't take it home, didn't bring it home. I felt sad sometimes. That's why we had counselors on right. on staff and in the building for mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. So, but to, to make a long story, a long story short, I knew what I was getting myself into. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why I took the thousand dollars. I mean, they're going to give me a thousand dollars. I'm not going to be participating in the, uh, in the lawsuit anyhow. So I'll sure I'll take the thousand dollars. Yeah. And then some folks, you know, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, feel, go like, ahead. Max. Like, like, like real quick. I just want to say like, and I understand, I feel like a lot of people felt like they knew what they were going to get themselves into, but psychologically they didn't they cannot foretell the psychological effects that long time or long term content moderation would do to people you know what i'm saying sometimes you know a lot of people are trauma babies anyway so a lot of times people like to bear the trauma or be able to deal with things that they really can't handle right so i think a lot of times with some of the people that were affected you know i do feel like some people were you know, did get their lawsuit or try to take it. But I do feel, I do know, and I have spoken to some people that really were psychologically affected. And it is, and it's not like it happened like the first month or the first week, maybe not even the first year. Maybe some people, it just took time, like a repetitive, you know, sometimes they, we, we kind of like look at it like a sweet poison, you know, like a kid that's eating candy all day or sugar all day is good to them. They don't know the effect that is going to happen to it until the, until the effects actually happen yeah so i I feel like that's that is part of i feel like it's a it's a double what is the double what is the word entendre am i saying it right i feel like i feel like you know a lot of times people could be strong or this i'm gonna see this and they can handle it mentally in the beginning and then some people feel like they can handle it but really can't handle what they think they can handle yeah but but listen Bax, i listen i i do completely understand what you're saying and and it does make a lot of sense you know, but again, they showed you exactly what you're going to be doing in the first class, not you, but I mean, in general, to whomever else was in the lawsuit or to file the lawsuit, should I say, uh, or who was affected by it. You had that choice of walking away. They gave you that choice. They gave you that opt out. And if you don't think you can mentally handle it, you should have not ever, never gone to the job or you should have said, OK, I'm done. You know, and 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 then for later on, I would cognizance was around for what maybe the max a year and a half, about a year and a half, yeah, yeah. almost two. You know, and they they let me go because, like I said, one of the OGs coming in in the first class. You know, they started letting I, I watched my class just start disappearing. You know, because we were the first ones in, and and you know they just they just cut us. And the thing is that you knew what you were getting yourself into the bottom line. And I'm, I'm talking about you, uh, Bax. I'm talking about everybody in general that right. you knew what you're getting yourself into. And if you're that emotionally invested, you should have pulled yourself out. You should have said, I don't want to do this anymore. and walk away. You know, when they showed it to you, they, you saw that. And now everybody's filing a lawsuit because they, they honestly, I think a lot of people, um, you know, I don't have a lot of contact with people there anymore. I do have a couple in and out, but um, I think a lot of them, they're trying to cling on to something that they should not be hanging on to. I think a lot of, and, and, and you know, we're in a happy society where everybody wants to sue somebody for something. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. And some people, yeah, there are some people that it slipped through the net and they've got some traumatic, you know, experience for them. And uh, I feel bad for them. I do understand that. But at the same time, too, then there's other people who just jumping on the wagon and say, hey, guess what? They're giving out free money and I'm going to yeah. get some of it. But, you know, not yeah. everybody, 
you know, I think after a while, I think the volume of people they needed to hire, mm-hmm. I think at this point they were like, you want a job? Okay, come on in. Yeah, you know, exactly. that's what it is. I remember when I first started, I knew what I was getting myself into. I remember seeing not graphic videos, but just like, you know, somebody getting hit by a train and they cut it off right before that just to, and during the interview. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember start, when you started that you were hunting me down like a stalker. <laughs> You know, you realize who I was and no, what I was doing. No, um, but no. And Bax, when were you uh, I hired? Like, I just, I just played like once again. I was hired. Um, I was like, um, December of seventeen. Okay. So I was like, I was like one of the, I was one of the teams that were like mostly everybody got fired, and like seven of us made it through. But, yeah. But once, but, but once again, I feel like, you know, we knew what we were, we were thought we were getting ourselves into. But we did not know the residual psychological effects that could possibly happen. And I think it was just repetition and residuals. And yeah. I, I, you know, I agree with you from, there, 100%. From, from people dying on the floors and things going, people, you know what I'm saying? Like people going crazy, like things. I feel like it was just the environment that may have created well, that. And, and, and you, can't, you can't foretell something. Well, you know, well, first of all, and, and a lot of it wasn't all psychological stuff. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that you saw, like topless man that you had to action on, like a guy with no shirt on. Yeah, you know, that was not right. on the platform. Uh, you know, woman wearing a tea back. You know, oh my God, have you seen TikTok lately? Oh God, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. things have changed. You know? Yeah, and if we watch that now, God, a traumatic experience. Talk about that. No, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I I know exactly what you're saying, and yet for some people, I'm not counting some people out because you know there is some kind of residual effect for a lot of these people, you know. But I think once the once somebody said, "Oh, let's sue." Facebook, you know, and then everybody piles on and say, we're going to do, we're going to jump on this lawsuit and see if we can get some money out of it. You cannot tell me, you cannot say that there's somebody that did not want to do that. They did it because, because everybody else was doing it. They want to get free money out of it. And, and again, you know, you didn't have to stay there. They didn't force you. If you saw something that you didn't like for that day and say, you know what? Boom, peace out. I'm going, I'm not going to watch this anymore, but nobody did. But once that lawsuit start popping up, then everybody and the brothers like, yeah, okay, I want to be a part of that. So, and I'll tell you right now, I work with some people that were very extremely lazy and did not care because they know they're getting paid. But then all of a sudden, the contract end because of the fact that you know we could not handle it or that company could not handle it. And then they said, okay, let's let's file a lawsuit. And then everybody piles on. Listen, I mean, I wish everybody well from this whole venture. I, I, I wish that, uh, you know, we didn't have to go through something like this. Just looking at simple stuff on Facebook. Uh, right. We were the warriors for them to, to try to protect them. And in, in our branch, it was Tampa. And the other, the other location was in, in Arizona. Phoenix, yeah. I, I just feel bad for a lot of people. But then, too, you know, then I, I don't feel bad for the ones who are just taking advantage of the situation. Yeah, I understand. So, but, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm glad that our project was there. I'm glad that we, you know, we, we, we're, we're just helping like my kids so they don't see all this stuff. You know I mean? You know, simple stuff as in, I mean, grant you, uh, the job wasn't all doom and glory. I mean, we saw a lot of funny memes. And, oh yeah. You know, somebody, you know, uh, sent a funny meme. They thought it was inappropriate. So they reported it and we have to action it. It's like, okay, well, it's, you know, nothing. You know, a nothing topless to man, your guy pulls up his shirt to show his abs. Can't yeah, exactly. That. You exactly. can't do that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Come on. Are yeah, you but, kidding me? I, I think, I think the thing that kept people there so long because it did, it was a job that didn't feel like work. 
And I feel like right. that job, I felt like that job felt like a, like an adult high school. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. it, was just, it was just so much. It was not your your regular nine to five where you're just working and you know it wasn't no we playing music we eating snacks social oh yeah you you you, you hit the nail on the head there i mean you were absolutely it was a great job i love that i loved working yeah. there doing that yeah you know but if you can't handle it if you cannot handle it then you pull yourself out that's the bottom line but some people just yeah. rode the wave and they said you know i'm going to stay with this job because you know where is it going to go i also cross, i thought about the idea of moving to arizona to go work for them there because I enjoyed that job so much. Right. And, and uh, again, it's not was uh, this job's not for the uh, the person with the the guts to watch stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I understand. I, and I understand you guys are coming from. But I, I feel like I, I know where I know that there's some people who think they can handle stuff that they really can't handle. It. You yeah, know what I'm saying? No, Just no. growing up in my, in my environment and the way that I was raised and the things that I see, like people walk around tough and hard and. Like they can handle things and they can't really oh, handle things. Well, 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 Bax, hold on here. I want to let you know I'm not discrediting you in any way whatsoever. Because no, no, you don't no, need don't to justify that. anything to me because I, 100% I was there. I know you were there. And, and, you know, everybody has a different view on everything. Me, that's my personal opinion. Not, you know, right, I, right. I appreciate yours too. Yeah, no, we just, we're just literally shooting the shit. We, yeah. we don't have to, agree, we don't have to agree to disagree all the time. But, you know, I, I don't understand where y'all coming from because I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, I am a, um, I'm a very neutral guy. You know what I mean? That's why Absolutely. I communicate with all different type of walks of lives. And I and I could communicate with this person on the left, this person on the right. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and we could all we could all can agree. So I understand that you guys feel like how you feel about it, where you know, some people ride in a wave and some people may deserve it and some people might not deserve it. Some I understand everything that you guys are saying. I'm just I'm just you know, just from talking to some people, you know, because I you know, I speak to a lot of people from Congress until this day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and a lot of people till this day, you know, we, we have a group on Facebook, like, and we right. still talk till this day. And a lot of people talk about how they were affected. And they, and these are the people that's not, that's not right in a way. But these are some of the people that moved up in a company that were SMEs and TLs and things like that. But they didn't know that they were affected until after it left. They have like separation anxiety. Some people, there's a group of people that won't even let go of the people of that job because they're so connected to the people yeah. in that job. And it's, and it's all due to, you know, that that was a, like a trauma type of situation in itself. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, I mean, in close, you know, uh, I mean, it was a really cool job. I look at it this way. I, that job saved my life. Uh, due to uh, get, having my weight loss surgery and because not many companies pay for this type of surgery. So I look at it as a positive that I did work there that did cover my surgery and gave me an extension to life because I was just out of control many, many years ago. Of, you know, Hurricane remembers. Uh, well, Bax, you really didn't remember too much, but Hurricane, you know, saw my progression from where I started to what I am now. And I definitely, right. I got a new lease on life. So I look at it that way. It saved my life and, you know, and, some people didn't get affected. Some people did. You know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that did get affected by it because they just can't handle that kind of stuff, you know? Well, let, let me ask this question here, just the three of us here. So if given the opportunity, if they came back and said, let's do moderating again for Facebook, would you take that job? Based mm. on now, Yeah. would you take that job? Bax? I don't think. I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. 
I mean, what about you, AJ? I mean, I'm happy what I'm doing now. I mean, if, if I was like uh, homeless and yeah, I would go back to that type of work because I did enjoy it. I enjoyed, you know, coding it out and, uh, well, the work that we did, you know, I, I would, I would definitely go back, but I don't, I don't enjoy it. That's a little too jolly to say, right. You know, more like I enjoyed the challenge. Right. Um, I enjoyed working for Facebook. I enjoyed uh, not necessarily seeing that, uh, seeing the images or the videos or whatever, more like uh, I enjoyed actioning on it and getting it off the platform. And preparing for the the AI to roll out. And but then, I, now all of a sudden, now you got TikTok. You got everything on TikTok. <laughs> so that just shot us all in the foot. Yep. They don't, so, they don't need us anymore. Chat GBT and all the other AIs. Oh, I know. <laughs> take, the, the trauma now is that the AI is going to take her job. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Not, you know, when we trauma. were working there at uh, Cognizant, I, I, you know, the computer was already doing a lot of it to begin with. Mm-hmm. They were learning from us and the computer. Yeah, and, and, and it all, all the data was going up to Arizona. That was the main headquarters at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I knew that, you know, every keystroke that we did. And you know what? It, it, and one of the things uh, working there, my computer was always down. <laughs> I had computer you issues had left and right because you know what? Because I was an OG. Our group, our cluster that they had with the first day went in there, they showed, they gave us the option. They showed us a few things like, are you okay with looking at that? I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. Yeah. You know, and keep in mind that, you know, I worked, uh, I was working with Facebook a long time ago, you know, way before I started taking this job because we, we implemented it on our show. So, you know, that, that was a part of it. So we were able to see that, but still at the, at the end of the day, giving me the opportunity to go and do it again, I would do it again. Hands down, because I know that what I'm doing is going to help someone else. It's going to curve the way things are are going or the way people think. Right. So I would definitely go back and do it. Does anybody have final words before we shut down the show? No final words. It was definitely great tuning in to the Sticky Note Podcast. The Sticky Note Podcast. I wish I was in the office with you brothers. I know. Well, you've yeah. been working your butt off, dude. <laughs> Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Absolutely. Man, you got to stay safe, man. I don't need to hear you talking yeah. about going out to, you know, <laughs> yeah. going to do a DoorDash and all of a sudden, you know, you got people cutting you up. I don't need to hear about that. <laughs> absolutely <God>. not, bro. <laughs> and you, you, you carry a weapon? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, let me ask you a question here. I'm not going to, don't lie to me now. I can tell when you're lying. All right, I'm going to throw this out here. <laughs> All right. Yes, when you deliver food, do you steal it like a, a nugget or something? Come on. No, no, no. no, no, no. I, I don't never do nothing like that, bro. I'm on my way. I'm like, I'm hungry. Look. You know you know what I actually do, Brody? I actually, like, when I get the food, I put a double knot in the bag, on right. the bag. So I, I, I want them to be secure that when they brought their food, that the driver that brought their food did not touch their food. I put the food in, the, in my back seat. So mm-hmm. when they see me, they see me hop out my car. Go to my back seat and get their food because I don't, I don't, yeah, that, that's not my energy, bro. I would never, I would never do that. That's okay. All right. That's fine. I understand. But let me give you a, a, something that you should do. All right. What's up? This is what you need to do. All right. All right. People like hot food. So what I think you need to do is you need to throw it on the engine, <laughs> slam the trunk down and keep it hot that way. Uh, drive it and heating it up at the same time. Get there hot, hot wings. Come on. Backs. I got to call backs. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we're gonna throw it on the engine. We can make it hot. 
<laughs> We're not even gonna put it in the bag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> don't don't be like that TikTok guy, uh, whatever the Uber Eats guy or the DoorDash guy. You know, oh uh, the no tipper, the no, you know, ha ha. You know that uh, that guy. You know who I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. talking about. Nah, 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 nah. I, I'm pretty cool, man. Like my people when people when I order their food, my people like they they give me extra tips and all type of stuff. And I'll be having the craziest stories. Oh, with, I can only imagine delivery and stuff. That's another. That but that's another that's uh, podcast. A podcast in itself. Maybe we could uh, yeah. spin off and uh, Dax could talk about funny stories with uh, Uber Eats. Yeah, like have you ever seen <laughs> naked ladies? <laughs> oh man, let's, I can't tell you about driving Uber. That shit is crazy. But that's uh, a whole other story. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> All right, Bax, we'll wrap it up here. The Sticky Note Podcast. Reach out to us on our uh, studio phone number seven two seven. Four five nine three zero seven four, and uh, don't forget to uh, leave a message, and uh, you know we'll get you on the show. Can't even find my music. How about that? Oh, geez, how about that? All right, there we go. There we go. All right, uh, we're gonna update our website. We're gonna up- update our uh, Facebook page. Uh, the uh, thumbnail okay. is gonna be updated. Um, I know uh, the platform that I de- upload to. It does take a while for other platforms. So, so if you're all right, the Sticky Note Podcast. And we'll update the Facebook page. All right, guys. Have a good one. This is a production of the AJ Podcast Network.